welcome to another episode of the Dutch Angle Chronicles podcast. I am your host, Samantha De La Heron, and thank you so much for tuning in. This week's episode is another Cinematography Basics episode, and this one's on the depth of field. But before we get to that, let's talk about last week's riddle. So the question was, I have branches, but no fruit, trunk, or leaves. What am I? And for me, I think this one could have had multiple answers. Um, The website that I got this from said a bank, but I also guessed a library because libraries do have branches or government because there's the three branches of government, at least here in the U.S. So I feel like if you'd guessed bank, library, or government, then you got it right. And stay tuned for this week's riddle, which will be at the end of this episode. So some topics we'll be discussing today is what is depth of field, what is deep depth of field, what is shallow depth of field, how does aperture affect depth of field, how does focal distance affect depth of field, and how is depth of field used. I'm going to be saying depth of field a thousand times in this episode, and it's probably going to get really annoying really fast, but we'll see. (laughs) Somebody count and let me know how many times I say it. So first things first. What is depth of field? Well, depth of field is the distance between the closest and farthest objects in a frame that appears acceptably sharp. And acceptably sharp, I'm putting up the little bunny ears because that could mean many things to many people. So just kind of like what you consider to be sharp in a frame. (laughs) I describe it as deep or shallow, but I've seen large or uh, (laughs) like medium or short and I've seen like small so uh, for me and I learned it I learned it as deep or shallow which makes the most sense to me so that's how I'm going to be referring to it but some people call it other things it could be less depth of field or more it's like things like that but I'm going to say deep or shallow. And the deepness or shallowness depend on many factors, such as focal distance, aperture, lighting. There's a whole bunch of things that go into this, but it'll make more sense once we kind of talk about it a little more. So what is shallow depth of field? It's only when a select portion of the frame is in focus, either the subject or the background. So basically, you could have it be a bird standing on a bird... um, (laughs) house like eating the seeds inside of it right and then it's in focus it's sharp and then the background as in like trees or mountains or whatever those are blurry so that's shallow depth of field and deep depth of field is when everything in the frame is in focus the background and the foreground or the subject so if we had this bird again as our um, example, (laughs) then the bird would be sharp, but so would the trees or the mountains in the background. So everything in the frame is in focus. We can see everything clearly. And that's deep depth of field because we're seeing a deep like region in focus and a shallow depth of field is when a smaller portion is what we can see in focus. It's kind of weird, but (laughs) once you kind of get it stuck in your brain, then you'll remember it for sure. 
So how does aperture affect the depth of field? Well, first we have to know what aperture is, and I have not done an episode on this before, but I feel like I should because it's very, very important to learn about, and there's many things that count on aperture. So I'm just going to give you like a small little definition, and then I'll do a more in-depth cinematography basics episode in the future. So aperture is the opening in your lens that lets light pass through to the sensor and it's measured in f-stops. And I'm not going to go into what f-stops are because that's going to be in that episode separately. And I realize I probably should have done that episode before this one, but I feel like if you just know this basic information, (laughs) then you'll understand depth of field. So aperture, once again, is the opening in your lens. It's like a circle, and uh, when you change your f-stop, the f-number will get bigger, but that means less light is passing through, so your aperture is smaller. And when your f-stop is a smaller number, then your aperture is bigger, and that lets more light pass through. So the more light being let in through your aperture, the less or the more shallow the depth of field. And the less light being let in through the aperture, then the more or deeper depth of field. (laughs) I know this might be very confusing, so let me try to explain that a little bit more. So when you have more light being let in through the aperture, then your aperture is going to be bigger. So you're going to see a shallower portion of your (laughs) what's in focus and the reason why that is is because since we're letting more light in then it's allowing the sensor and the focus to be able to see more detail (laughs) if that makes sense so it's not too dark to the point where everything has to be in focus. So there's enough light so that we can see and pick what we want to be in focus. So the less light, meaning the smaller your aperture, the smaller that hole, that means there's less light. And so there's going to be, it's going to be harder for us to focus on something in particular. So that's going to make us have to choose something deeper so we can see more things in focus because we can't pick and choose as much. So I hope you're all with me on that. I feel like that's the easiest way I could describe that to you. Um, But yeah, I will be making an aperture episode in the future. I feel like that's very important now. I realize that. Um, but yeah, don't worry. It'll it'll be coming. So moving on, how does focal distance affect depth of field? Well, the distance the camera is from the subject will affect depth of field. That's like the focal distance. So the closer the camera is to the subject, the shallower the depth of field. And if the camera is too close, you may have trouble focusing on the subject because the depth of field is so shallow that there isn't enough room for you to focus on the entirety of your subject. So if you just back up a few feet or whatever, a very small amount at a time is okay. And then you just adjust your aperture, adjust your focus uh, ring, and then you'll be completely fine. You'll get the hang of it. If this is a really hands-on kind of thing you gotta get your head wrapped around. Um, There are plenty of videos out there on how this works and things like that. Um, I did use a website for 
kind of a, a little refresher for myself. Um, I did I did learn this <laughs> in my film school, um, obviously, but I did need like a kind of little bit of refresher just to get my wording correctly so I didn't confuse myself and then therefore confuse you guys. So I will link that website in the show notes so that you guys can kind of see because they used they used some pictures um that they took to kind of describe it so therefore you guys can have like a a visual representation of what I'm talking about um because again having a podcast where it's um audio only to describe things like this makes it a little bit challenging but I feel like it's so worth the effort (laughs) so how is depth of field used well I feel like the easiest way to use examples for this would be establishing shots and close-ups. So establishing shots are those shots that we see when um, we are kind of establishing a scene, right? So if the scene takes place inside a hospital, you would establish where we are and like what's going on in our location by showing a like general shot of these of the hospital right so you're not showing the hospital room yet you're not showing where we are in the hospital we're not showing a surgery to just show where we're at to be like okay this is established that's an establishing shot so we're showing just the outside so we know oh we're in there (laughs) that's where our story is taking place is the hospital so establishing shots often use deep depth of field because we want to get the full picture of where our story is taking place and a shallow depth of field would make this very very confusing. So these are often long shots or wide shots because we want to get the entire thing in our brains and to absorb everything in the frame. So that's why we're going to have everything in focus. So close-ups with a shallow depth of field whether like it's on a face or a facial feature, or um, like an object, it'll put emphasis on the importance of that subject or that object, and it's helpful when conveying emotion, or when the audience needs to read something, or to get something like if you have a murder weapon in a mystery, and you want a very nice close-up of it, so you have it in the hand, and then the background is blurry, then you're like, oh, that's important. Or if you're like crying, your subject is crying, you want to get a close-up on their cheek and the tear is falling down their cheek, then you're like, oh, (laughs) that is very important, they're crying. So it's little things like that. That's when you would use shallow depth of field. And that's basically it. (laughs) That's basically all you need to know about uh, depth of field. And um, I hope that you guys learned something. (laughs) Um, So now we're going to move on to this week in film history. So on August 11th, 1951, the first televised baseball game in color was on WCBS in New York City, and it was the Boston Braves against the Brooklyn Dodgers, and the Braves beat the Dodgers 8-1. And on August 13th, 1967, Bonnie and Clyde, the crime film directed by Arthur Penn and starring Warren Beatty and Faye Dunaway, was released. And that was This Week in Film History. So now on to this week's riddle. What can't talk but will reply when spoken to? What can't talk but will reply when spoken to? And as always, look for the answer to this week's riddle at the top of next week's episode. 
So how do you use depth of field? And do you like shallow depth of field or deep depth of field better? Let me know. I always love hearing you guys' opinions on these things. I ask these questions for a reason. So let me know. Subscribe to this podcast and leave a review wherever you are. I really want to help grow this community and leaving a review is how we're going to get there. (laughs) And if you want more episodes like this one, the Cinematography Basics, I have about three, I think I have three others, Um, so I will link the last one in the show notes so you guys can go check it out because I think these are super helpful and it's just like a nice little overview to learn something um, about cinematography. So um, yeah, and you can also check us out on Apple Podcasts, Buzzsprout, Spotify, or wherever you get your shows. We're also available on Google Podcasts, Stitcher, um, and iHeartRadio. And you can contact us on Instagram at DA Chronicles Pod, all smushed together, or email us at DutchAngleChronicles at gmail.com. And I hope you guys have a great rest of your day, week, month, and year. And this has been the Dutch Angle Chronicles Podcast. And I have been your host, Samantha De La Heron, and I'll see you on the next one. Bye!